All right. Hey, good morning to you. A happy Thursday. A happy almost Friday, for goodness sakes. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. Uh, It's never too early to start thinking about football. We have a Thursday night football game tonight. Yeah, we do. But I think a lot of people in the NFL are uh, looking towards the Green Bay Packers. And we thought, what a great opportunity to beat up on the Packers, and specifically Aaron Rodgers, after what he did to the Bears. Just a couple Why weeks this have ago. This happened a few weeks ago. So Aaron Rodgers, um, I think he has a certain image, and I think the image comes from kind of a calm demeanor. Obviously, a, a great quarterback, a winning quarterback, and like the commercials where he comes across as kind of playful and quirky, if you will, but. Aaron might also be keeping some secrets. And the secrets are that apparently he is unvaccinated, which starts to make sense for a lot of other things. Because if you remember at the beginning of the year, there was talk he didn't want to play for the Packers and that he may leave football and that he would sit out. And then they got spanked in that first game. Remember that? And people like Rodgers just doesn't want to play. Now I'm looking back saying, is this all related in some way, shape, or form? Because Aaron Rodgers will not be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Boy, State Farm's got to be ticked off. Oh, right. That's... Because they got Patrick Mahomes, Aaron They got their two TV commercial dudes. They're big guys. They yeah. were going to play each other. Heck, they probably had a commercial. They were going to film it 50 yard line. Uh, he, of course, he didn't know he was going to get COVID. Okay. I mean, what are you implying that like this was all a big plan for, for the beginning? No, that State Farm is disappointed. No, 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 no. With Aaron Rodgers though, not playing. You said he didn't want to play anyway. Now he doesn't. Earlier have to in play. the year, he yeah. said he didn't want to play football at the beginning. Right of the year. when I saw this, when it came out that he had COVID, and I saw the story and that his response when he had been asked by a reporter if he was vaccinated, I thought immediately that was a weird answer. I'm immunized. He didn't say yes, I'm vaccinated. He said Correct. I'm immunized. He, though he was playing with words. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Well, he got an alternate sort of therapy. Isn't that the... That's allegedly... What well, have, whatever yeah. that is. What yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't Gosh, know. So, not the horse tranquilizer, Rob Domofsky uh, with NFL Nation uh, talked about this. But if you remember, you know, him not wanting to play, him, you know, talking of leaving the Packers, I wonder if that was going on at the same time. If you think this whole, you know, it's starting to make sense to me now. Because I was like, why the hell would Aaron Rodgers walk away from the Packers? You know, was he having this back and forth? Was oh, because he, he didn't want to get vaccinated, you're saying. Obviously so he, he didn't, because I mean, he's you don't not. Ha- you don't have to. You, I mean, right, in the NFL, you can test every day, is it? Which is another question. Uh, not only is there testing protocols, but if you are not vaccinated, according to the NFL, not the teams, the NFL, you have to... Wear a mask uh, at all indoor thing inside the training. If you're lifting weights, if you're at a, a press conference, whatever it is indoors, you got to wear a mask. And again, Rob Domofsky says, well, if you go back and look at the video. <laughs> in other words, no, he wasn't. Uh, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a liar, first off. You got to believe that his teammates are How none good did too that pleased. Feel to say, yeah, well, but then his teammates can't be happy with this. 
They're going into arguably what, you know, on the, when they were looking at the beginning of the year, like, oh, we got to play Kansas City, you know? We got to play Chief, got to play Mahomes. Mm-hmm. There's this big battle. They circle this date on the calendar. And now, Rodgers, because he was not vaccinated, and apparently because he lied about it on some levels, and was not taking any mitigations, and has COVID, and was around his teammates. I mean, I think people keep forgetting that part about. Yes, you can still get COVID if you're vaccinated, but it's not as likely as if you're unvaccinated. Well, and the NFL also has those rules where if you don't have enough players mm. to field a team, you just forfeit. They're not going to reschedule the game for a day later. They're not going to uh, move it to your bye week. No, 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 no. You, you just think that that's a game that didn't happen. The other team gets to win and you move on from there. And you don't get paid because this is a question. Will Aaron Rodgers forfeit a game check because of this? One of the penalties for violating NFL procedures, and if it is proven that he was not wearing a mask, he was not following whatever their indoor rules were for an unvaccinated person, you could lose one week's pay. And for Aaron Rodgers, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. It's a ton. Aaron Rodgers' game checks are pretty, pretty sizable. Let's see. What is what does Aaron Rodgers make a year? Let's see. Because you only get paid. If you're in the NFL, you only get paid on the weeks you play. And so your your game checks, let's see. He's going to be looking to make this year, I mean... He's right in the twenty-seven million dollars. So twenty-seven million, <laughs> seventeen games, but then. So his game checks are mm, two point eight. Wow! Wow! <laughs> you're like that's a lot of money to lose. <sighs> but going back to what you said, maybe it then this is the grand scheme. Maybe he didn't get vaccinated. He got COVID. He knew the risks. He knew the penalties. He maybe is a little bit soured for whatever reason I'm playing, either with the Yeah, but you screwed Green your teammates. Or, yeah, well. Right? I mean, yeah, because yeah, some guy you've never he... heard of is going to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this weekend. And if you're Why a... couldn't that have happened a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah. Why, why, why? Yeah. And and it immediately makes the Packers I would argue a pretty uncompetitive team on top of all the other issues that they're dealing with. Um Hardly the only NFL player, though, that found himself in the news for all the wrong reasons. Have you been paying attention to, um, I have to say now, former Raiders wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, second-year player, decent uh, decent wide receiver. You heard about the car accident he was involved in. Originally, it was, I remember seeing the breaking news, you know, NFL Receiver rugs involved in serious car accident. Uh oh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, that's my thought. Well, you know. well, he was relatively okay, but he killed a woman and her dog, by the way, in a car that he struck. Now that you learn the details of it, you understand why the Raiders immediately cut him and why I think there's a solid argument that not only will he never play in the NFL again, one of the reasons might be because he's going to be in jail. Henry Ruggs, the NFL receiver, according to, you know, did you know cars have black boxes now, new cars? 
They almost all of them do. Yeah, I didn't realize It's like that. a crash data recorder. Yeah. It will tell you uh, the inputs, the speed, the G-force. It does all of that. Little, little black box in cars now. And the black box in his brand new Corvette says he was doing 156 miles an hour just before the accident that he hit the brakes. The car slowed to 127 miles an hour before it struck the other vehicle with the woman and the dog, killing both of them. So he had to be on the freeway if he was going that fast, You right? would think, right? No. Yeah, you would he think. was in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He was in a residential neighborhood doing 156 miles an hour and intoxicated. Uh, Twice the legal limit in Nevada. It always just it, it boggles my mind when these accidents occur and the driver, in this case, Ruggs, walks away. He had a neck brace on. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's he's going to be okay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He suffered some injuries. Uh, no one's 127 miles Isn't it a little bit unusual, too, that the Raiders let him go before he was convicted? I, I think that... the Raiders got the, he was doing 156 in his neighborhood and had been drinking. They're like, mm. that's enough for us. Yep. I mean, yo, I mean, you, yeah, you get end of that deal. <laughs> that That violates every clause that they have in there. So we continue to pay attention to that story. All right. Good morning. You can't go wrong with a little Mark Morrison in the morning, right? That'd be a walk-up song. I like that one. That's a good walk-up song. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. And yesterday, literally while we were on the air, Heather Mack, this uh, area woman who, along with her boyfriend, I mean, we're past allegedly, right, murdered her mother. Yeah, she was convicted. In Bali, uh the one, the one where they put her in the suitcase. Oh, just that. Ugh. She was tried and convicted and sentenced and served time in Indonesia. But yesterday, she was in mid-flight. We were talking about her all morning long while her plane was on its way to Chicago. And we had heard that the FBI was interested in meeting her upon her landing. Well, they were. And her attorney, Mr. Claypool, laid out what their plans were. So (laughs) she is now being charged with um, federal crimes in relation to that murder of her mother back in 2014. In a foreign country and obstruction of justice. Yeah. Uh, Two very serious charges. And her boyfriend also, also who's, charged, right. who's still in jail in, Indo- mm-hmm. in, in Indonesia. He's not getting out for a little while still. Like, he, he was sentenced to more more time than but she was. But when he does, he can expect the same treatment when uh, he comes I was back say, to the U.S. When he st- steps off the plane at O'Hare, they're going to be I waiting mean, for him as well. the murder conspiracy it could be life in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are serious charges. Yeah. Serious charges. Uh, don't get me wrong. But one of the... Uh, one of the things that keeps floating around here, you brought it up yesterday, is is this her baby, this uh, six six year old six year old girl, yep, kind of at the center at some of this because custody of the child keeps coming up. Mr. Claypool said, "Okay, so that there is a well, f- I don't know what does that mean that there like- is a fight over who's going to end up with the child, whether it is a family member, whether it's mom, or whether it's this." But he fo- said custody family. will remain the same. I I think he's alluding that um, Heather Mack 
yes. you know, will be will retain custody. Not if you're in federal prison. Not if you're in federal prison. Yeah, I was going to say, not if you're... And I don't think they're going to let her keep her for two years like they did in Bali. Yeah. Uh, again, her 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 attorney, that's what he has to say. It's all sour crepe, grapes, high drama, no legal traction, and we'll be filing a motion to get these charges thrown out. We shall see, right? But like we talk about with this little kid who's kind of in the middle of this because the kid might be the 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 girl Stella 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 right she might be the pawn that people are fighting over because she is apparently the beneficiary she is the beneficiary of the Life trust. insurance, trust, trust yeah. uh, well, the what, money. The, what this is all about, apparently. because right. this the is whole reason about, that the murder was occurring right. is over money. And the money, ill-gotten, is apparently going to the granddaughter of the mom. Right. When, and so, so that's where the fight is. When Heather's father died, he left everything to Heather. And then when Heather's mother died and she was convicted of killing her, yeah. she obviously couldn't collect the money. So Ooh. she, like four years into her sentence, made a deal with the financial people. And that deal said everything transfers to Stella. The child. Right. Who apparently Heather had every intention of always getting because she had a 10-year sentence. She served seven years. So she knew she she's was out. She's, her, yeah. her plan, or at least her thought would have been, I get out. I get my child, and the child comes attached with a bank account. I mean, how else can Which you see Which is why that? you could, I guess, argue that the U.S. feds are saying, yeah, that was your intention all along. You're not the gonna... minute you land here, we're going to charge you with that because we have cell phone records. And, um, you know, I had mentioned also, part. yeah, there, there's a history of, um, uh, you know, police reports between Heather and her mother and her you know, being physical with her mother, so th- th- they're going to use all that. Who's Kia Walker in all this? The paternal grandmother. Kia Walker, paternal grandmother. So Tommy Schaefer's mother. Yeah. He's the father of the mother. of Stella. I need like a flow chart. She weighs in. Of course you would. Some of these people may be genuine. I'm not. I'm not trying to disparage all of them. You and know I mean, what? It's a little girl. Go anywhere she should go with family. You would I, hope that would, would be hope, family first, right? Yeah, we. Everyone needs to be vetted. But she it hasn't is a little seen weird. Her since she was born, it is weird. And she, you know, her son Tommy Schaefer killed, killed her mom. Right. So, so that's uh, excuse me. Her grandmother. God, I can't keep this flowchart right. Well, and you want to put something else in the mix. Oh, here we go. Stella is currently in the custody of this Australian woman who was taking care of her. She came over with Stella and Heather. They land. Right. Heather's arrested. Boom. Boom. So we're... Now we have Australian woman. the Australian woman has Stella. With Stella. Right. And I'm sorry. That's, Hold up at the Holiday Inn. Right. You know, I mean, I don't and know. Don't you? I, I know I'm suspicious, but Nick, don't you think find that strange too? Because she wanted Stella to, she didn't want to bring Stella back here. She wanted Stella to stay with the Australian woman. But uh, Indonesia said no. Right. Oh, wow. my God. So because the baby was where, born of two American citizens. Right. So the baby was not allowed to stay. Stay. And the Australian woman, uh, apparently. Uh, who has custody. Who has custody. Uh, Heather was unable to see Stella for the last two years because of COVID. 
COVID. They wouldn't let them into the country. Right. So she probably sees this Australian woman more of her mother than her mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Who she killed? Okay, I'm just to bring it all back around oh, again. Yeah. yeah, that's just it, it. Listen, this this is a uh, obviously they're working on the made for TV movie right now, right? Oh. I yeah. mean, obviously, <laughs> this has all of the earmarkings of one of those stories. But it is, it, you know, don't don't forget, lost in this, a, a woman was murdered mm-hmm. brutally by her daughter, <laughs> you know, and her daughter's boyfriend, apparently all over money. There is a child in the middle of this. There is international courts involved in this. And it continues to play out. The Heather Mack saga, soap opera, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Still time for our criminal of the day. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Kenneth Gordon of Orange Beach, Alabama, who said, I see your road rage and I up you river rage. Ah. Allegedly, Gordon was enjoying a day on the water along the Alabama-Florida border, and in an effort to fit the stereotype, he drifted into Florida waters. <laughs> and that's where he found trouble. Another boat passed Mr. Gordon and created a wake, which rocked his boat and upset Captain Ken. So he took off in hot pursuit. Not content with just hurling epithets, water cops say Gordon intentionally rammed his boat into the other craft, hitting it hard enough to throw two people on his vessel overboard, break four of his ribs, and cause extensive damage to both boats. He then picked up his wet buddies and fled the scene. Alcohol may have been involved, you think? (laughs) Gordon was later found and charged with reckless operation of a vessel, failure to report an accident, aggravated battery, and criminal mischief. So for going all Somali pirate on a Florida river, (laughs) you, Kenneth Gordon, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. And a good morning. I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Hope you're already having a good Thursday on your way in or maybe your way home. I don't want to, I don't want to slight those third gift workers. I see them. Yeah. I see them. We see you and we appreciate you listening, uh, this and every morning. It's Bruce, Judy and Cheese. And, you know, as you make it your way through daily life, there are little things we all run into. Things that, dare I say, you wish were illegal. The old, There ought to be a law. Why isn't this illegal? We'll have some fun with it, okay? 312-591-8900. What little thing out there bothers you to the point that you think it should be illegal? Judy. Well, I'm reading all these. uh... Yeah, but I want to know what you think. I know. Well, once I read them, though, I'm like, oh, my God, that is it. I thought mine was, but it's, it's the cart. It's the shopping cart. Shopping cart. Used in so many devious ways. I think if you don't return your shopping cart, you should never be allowed to use one again. I think there ought to be some like way that the shopping carts know. Mm -hmm. And that if you are the type that don't put your shopping cart back, or God forbid you leave it in a parking spot, like at the Costco, Yeah. You should you should have to carry crap around in your hands from then on out. Absolutely. You have violated the shopping cart rules. You don't get to use the shopping cart anymore. I was in a store. I couldn't leave with the shopping cart. That's what's going to happen now, people. 
because of you, we're not going to be able to. I couldn't yeah, I have physically the ones where, yeah, leave. They, it locks the it wheels. Locks the wheels. Yeah. If you try to take it uh, past a there certain line, there you go. Line. That's going to happen wow. in yeah. all the stores now because they're yeah. tired of it of corralling the carts. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a person whose job it is. Yeah, with a cart person. If I see them in the parking lot, I will walk my cart over to them. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Absolutely. Here you go. I'm just you know, save you the and, trip. And the other thing with the space, my other pet peeve is the ones who go up on these. So there's always, you know, there are landscaping around grassy areas. The ones who just put them up the curb, oh, they yeah. literally how much more work do you have to do to go up the curb and leave it on that little grassy knoll? They just high side it for yeah. you there. Jeez, is there something that you run into every day you that you think you're dealing? I'm ready. We'll be right back with more. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Commercials. The commercials are louder. Are louder. On the TV, You're aren't watching they? watching TV and you got the volume up because you can barely hear it. So the they do that on purpose, you know. I hate it. That's not by accident. Like, oh, right. That should be illegal. That ought to be illegal. Right? That ought should be, be illegal. I agree. They're out of your law. How you? about this? Yeah. People who use the speaker on their phone in public. You're walking along down the sidewalk. You're having a cover. They're holding their phone in front of you, and they're just talking out. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you on the phone? It's got a piece you can hold up to your head, you yeah. know. You don't have to put it on speaker okay. in public while you're walking down the, the street. First, there ought to be a law. The first time I saw that down Michigan, like, you know, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. But the first time I saw a person walking down Michigan Avenue talking, talking loudly, out loud I was the- like, made a wide berth yeah. around them. <laughs> <I> am, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right? Exactly. I had no idea what they were doing. Um, I got another one. I got a list. Believe me. <laughs> I go through the day like, oh, they're out of Yeah. Clickbait. The stories you see online, whether it's on the Facebook or the Twitter machine or whatever that says, um, famous actor, uh, you know, caught in love triangle. You won't believe who. Yeah. I'm not ah. clicking it. I'm not, I won't click the damn thing. <laughs> Screw you. I know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You're trying to bait me into clicking on there and I'm not going to do it. Clickbait ought to be illegal. Tell me the damn story. Yeah. Quit making oh, me won't. click on it to and learn the story. Have you clicked on it? I won't do it. But I you've did, done it once, right? I did it and once, because and I it's learned. So infuriating. It's not yeah. even. A, it never is what you think it is. It's never the story. And it's never good. Never. No. You, you go on and on. If it's a good story, and on and on, they put it in the title. Right. Uh, you know, here's a tip, people. If you really want to know the story, if it is a story, just put it in another. Yeah. Uh, you know, go on on type the in internet, and go, type right, it in, oh. and say what happened to whatever. Hey, Jim in Aurora, what ought to be a law? Well, first of all, let me say good morning, Bruce. And good morning. And um, the fact of the matter is, and this one will save lives. Okay. These new extremely overbright headlights. Oh, like the oh my gosh! Like they're kind of I bluish, and they're, they're piercing, aren't they? They're. Yeah. I think I always think people have their brights on. Yeah, I don't think they're brights. They're no. just the way they are. Brutal, Jim. You see these all the time on the road, don't you? Uh, it, it's, yeah, I see them all the time and I'll, I will guarantee you that if you're to look into the records, you will find that some causes of accidents have been people saying they were blinded. Temporarily. Couldn't see it. It takes a while for your pupils to re readjust. Thank you, Jim. There ought to be a law. Okay. Okay. I got, I got one more. I got one more. And it's only because I'm a stickler for the rules. (laughs) Are you though? (laughs) People that bring 13 items into the 12 items or less at the checkout. Okay, okay I think it says something about your character. I think it says you're a bad person. I don't mind the one, but people who bring 10 more items in. 
Well, oh, they they do it. Like they're not They're not even, they don't even make a, a, no, a, an effort. And they give you the look like, what are you going to do about it? They're they're screwing you one way or the other. So yeah, I don't I don't trust a one of them. So all right, there ought to be a law. All right, we uh, we got to the bottom of it. On there ought to be a law. Hey, good morning to you. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese, and you know. The talk of violence in and around Chicago is almost constant. You could run down the the stories every single day. Our our friends and partners at ABC News have been focusing on violence, specifically gun violence, rethinking gun violence with a whole series of of stories and pieces. Taking a look at um, some of the roots, some of the solutions, some of the causes, uh, and joining us right now uh, to talk about a specific aspect of it is ABC News digital reporter, Kira Alfonseca. Good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, my story on the rise um, uh, is specifically about the rise in gun ownership among people of color and, and taking a look at their relationship with guns and, and what took them to the stores to go out and buy a gun for, for a lot of them the first time. And so what you're focused on is is the legal gun ownership, the people who are, are going in, submitting to a background check at a, at, a, at, a, at a gun dealer, a gun store, and arming themselves and doing it at it seems like like almost record numbers yeah so you know we uh from 2019 to 2020 the national shooting sports foundation found a massive rise in gun ownership among people of uh legal gun ownership among people of color um among black consumers it was 58.2 percent among latinos it was 49 percent and among the asian community it was 43 percent and so we decided to go out and speak to some of these folks who went out to go buy oh. a gun and and yeah, a lot of them cited safety concerns, hate crimes, um, the issues about police brutality that came up in 2020 specifically. Um, so a lot of social and political concerns uh, around, um, you know, the current climate in America. And is it both male and females? Uh, yeah, yeah, and and we chatted to a, a bunch of uh, different folks. Um, both men and women alike kind of had the same concerns. Um, uh, you know, uh, white men specifically have been more likely to be gun owners. So, but we saw both non-white men and non-white women going out to the stores to go buy guns. Yeah, I mean, the, the numbers are what they are, but obviously there are concerns that come along with that because, you know, here here in Chicago, like I need to tell you, Kira, uh, we have an issue with gun violence, and it's specifically in communities of color. It almost seems like a chicken and egg argument that the law-abiding citizens in those communities feel under siege and need to arm themselves to protect themselves, their family or their property. Uh, but that just contributes to more flow of guns into that neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of the um, anti-gun violence groups that we chatted to were very concerned about this this new rise. I mean, especially uh, because we know that guns don't necessarily make us safer and haven't been proven to make us safer. Um, and that's just shown in all of the statistics. You know, self-defense, gun use is used in less than one uh, 1% of crimes. Um, and, you know, where there are more guns, there is more homicide. So um, this is very concerning for a lot of groups that are trying to, you know, fight for gun control or um, just fight to kind of rally in this, this issue of gun violence that we're all covering. Kira Alfonseca, ABC News digital reporter, joining us right now on the uh, the ABC series Rethinking Gun Violence. Because, you know, one, along those lines, and, and only because I, I know some of the numbers and, and was looking at what you guys were talking about is, if you are a new gun owner, are you 
trained? Are you prepared to use that gun? And the gun safety, the keeping a gun locked up. We know that guns are stolen, uh, uh, lost, if you will, and then can be used in crimes. Like the, there, there's a responsibility that comes along with gun ownership. Yeah, a lot of my uh, really great colleagues who are working on this have, have definitely covered some of the issues um, with more guns in, in our communities in terms of, you know, learning safety, learning, um, you know, how to, to manage a gun in a home. Um, and it, at least in terms of my story, you know, a lot of pro-gun groups like the National African American Gun Owners Association are actually kind of reaching out to these communities that are new gun owners and trying to create space for them to learn gun safety tips, to kind of have a culturally competent environment, I guess you could say, um, to kind of engage in their new gun purchase. Mm. But So did you make any connection between the, the spike in the number of guns and a spike in crime? Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't cover that in my research, but that is a great question. I think, uh, you know, this issue of gun ownership, um, well, I guess it's probably too soon, actually, to know if this spike in gun ownership has had any correlation on, you know, the outside world, those violence statistics. But I definitely think that's something to look into in the future. I think this issue of gun violence is not going away anytime soon. Well, I think that is an understatement. <laughs> it needs to say, Kiera, as we, no, I'm just saying, as we, you know, we really feel the brunt of it here. And I think a lot of people continue to be uh, concerned about it. But uh, again, you have to acknowledge on some level that people of color, a black, uh, uh, Latino, Asian, have a right to defend themselves. They have a Second Amendment right as, as much as everyone else. Uh, but they are getting some pushback. Is that a, is that a fair way to put it? That uh, that you like you did cover some of these groups that think this is a bad idea. Yeah, it's it's complicated, um, especially talking to uh, you know people of color who are actually you know going out and making these purchases. They're like, uh, you know, it's better to have it than not need it, sure. um, than to need and not have it. Um, but then you also hear you know also people of color. It's it's a very complex issue. Uh, you know, you hear people um, of color on the other side of the coin who are like, this is damaging our communities. Um, and also on that side, you hear people who are like, okay, well, if there's going to be gun violence, I also want to arm myself, um, even though, uh, you know, statistics, again, prove that, uh, that that might not necessarily be the case. Did you find that there were certain areas of the country where the uh, gun ownership among minorities was higher than other parts or like more in cities or rural areas? Yeah, unfortunately, the, the statistics that we have uh, weren't um, that specific. <laughs> but um, no, I definitely think that's a good question to explore. Kara, thank you so much for your time this morning and appreciate your work uh, uh, on this uh, very important subject. Thank you both so much. Thank you. ABC News Digital Reporter Kara Alfonseca on the rise in gun ownership, legal gun ownership. I think it's very important to make that, that, that thing amongst people of color because, listen, I understand it wholeheartedly. If you live in one of these communities that are, for all intents and purposes, under siege, if you see crime, violence, gun violence happening around you on the sidewalk outside, on the park at the end of the block, if that is what's going on around you and you don't see, in this case, a city of Chicago doing enough to curb that violence, at some point you have to take it into your own hands. At some point you think, I need to do something to protect my family, to protect my home, whatever it might be, whether it's whether it works or not is almost irrelevant. You you have to have something that helps you sleep better at night, if nothing else.
And I can understand that. I get it. You know, I well, do. It'll think be it, interesting to see what the outcome, the fallout is, so to speak. Will it reduce if, crime? Will it in reduce these crime? Areas? Will it result in more shootings? Will people become vigilantes? You know, it'll. But, but you and know that people that own we, guns. If you get your gun stolen. You know, I mean, people try to steal guns because right. it's hard yeah, to buy that's them. A too. And your legal gun now all of a sudden gets stolen, and it can be used in in the right, commission of a right. crime itself. And that it's interesting, and it's too soon to, to know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, how per- see. Uh, happy Thursday! It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. And- Wait, you got to say it last time. I get to say it this time. What are we talking about? Aaron Rodgers is a liar. We're going to get to that in a minute. So uh, <laughs> NFL is uh, obviously in full swing. We're about halfway through the season. The Bears have had a few moments of, of good, but let's be honest, they have some issues as well. And almost every week, as someone who plays fantasy football, I am aware of players who are sitting out the week because they have a positive COVID test or they have COVID, uh, etc. And this is kind of interesting because it appears that the New York football giants... Either came or still are perilously close to not having enough people to field a team because of a COVID outbreak in the locker room that affected coaches, uh, trainers, and players. This week for the fantasy football community, Saquon Barkley is, is out because he tested positive after being in contact with these other people. Now, per NFL rules, you have to test negative twice in order to play. There's a time frame. Will you have a chance to test negative before the game? So there's this whole thing going on. But I thought it was pretty interesting when you looked at the fact that the Giants said there were 13 people who had tested positive. But you can see how how that could spread. It spread throughout a 53-man team. And it doesn't take very much for you to all of a sudden go, uh... I don't think we got enough guys to play. It's like when you show up for five on five basketball. Like we only got three. I don't know what to tell you. We, uh, this is probably going to end poorly. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how good you are, Bill. It's not going to work. But more and more teams have been dealing with this. And the latest one is the Green Bay Packers. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is at the center of this. Now we have to go back. We got to go back in the way, way back machine. Aaron Rodgers was upset with, might still be, with the Packers organization. And there was lots of talk about him sitting a season out. There was talk about him demanding a trade in some way, shape, or form. Um, And at the time, it was being portrayed to us that it might have to do with the fact they drafted a quarterback. Did he feel threatened? His job was under fire. Did he want a new contract? These types of things. But with the the news that we've learned in the last 24 hours, maybe it was something deeper than that. So let's go back to a press conference back in the day when Aaron Rodgers was asked this. Well, hold on. Let's stop that. Play that again. What did he say? Are you vaccinated is the question. I've been immunized. Uh, Are you vaccinated? uh, I've been immunized. Yeah. That's not an answer to the question because it turns out now, no, 
He's not vaccinated. Well, but do we know that we think he's not vaccinated, right? I mean, do we, we know, know that for he's sure? Not because of the protocol that he's been placed in is for non-vaccinated players. Oh, okay, so that's and how he we know. also apparently appealed to the NFL in some way, shape, or form and was denied his appeals. So for whatever version of maybe he had COVID and he said, I have natural immunity. That's the thing that came to my head when he said, I've been immunized. Maybe he was arguing, I have a natural immunity, therefore I don't need to be vaccinated. By the way, the NFL said that doesn't count. Yeah. Sorry. We just don't, we don't accept that, uh, as a, a legitimate way. But because of it, he's going to miss a game this week. Plus, he said he was vaccinated, so he's walking around. No, he said he was immunized. Immun, right? But he said, no. He said, "Are you vaccinated?" He said, "Yes, I'm, I'm immunized. immunized." So he said, "Yes first. Uh, okay. But the All fact right. is, okay, he's leading his team to believe he is. He's walking around apparently without a mask. He, you know what I mean? That in its, I'd be more mad about that. I mean, I'm mad, and I don't even care about you know Rogers. As a matter of fact, I kind of dislike him. Now, because he, no. he beat us up. We couldn't tell. But before that, you know what? I kind of always liked Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's he's gone a little off the deep edge since he got engaged. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. She's, she's driving him to this. I mean, why well, am I First it was her. No, I'm blaming him still, but it's weird. Anyway, yeah, so he'll have, I would he has be more 10 upset days if I were his teammate. Because he's unvaccinated and tested positive, for 10 days he's not allowed anywhere near the team. Because if you're vaccinated and you test positive... Then you can retest, and if you test negative, you get to come back. Right. But if you're not vaccinated, you don't have that option. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's NFL rules. It's not mine. That's how they're doing it. So it is interesting when you think about it that, yeah, he is... I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Even if we hate him. Mm-hmm. And I wonder you say, you say it's because he he got engaged that his he started changing. I just started growing his hair out. So, well, and, yeah, that was for John Wick. But you know, we gotta wonder is what's what's her name? His his, his yeah. wife. Oh. I'm sorry, Hunger but Games. she's a little bit odd. What if she's an anti vaxxer uh, um, and people don't? You know, she's not Hunger Games. Don't get no. confused with that. She's Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Sorry, she's it took other. me a second. Yeah. You said Hunger Games yeah. and threw me off because yeah. it's the Hunger Games games. It's light. Look-alike. It's the it's yeah. the poor man's Divergent. Hunger Games. Divergent. Yes, the one that was here. Yeah, that's yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Divergent, whatever mm. her name is. Um, but she's mm. I don't know. I wonder. So. He could be punished by the team or the NFL also for violating their procedures. Can where he, he be was, fired? No. Where he was supposed to be masked because he's unvaccinated inside the team facility. And there is video of the first <laughs> 10 uh, weeks of the season where he's not, yeah. where he could sacrifice a game check, which for him, when you're making $20 million a year, is a sizable sum. Wait, he's not going to play in this week's game, right? Correct. Yeah. So there doesn't he get fined for that? Isn't there some? It's up to the team and the NFL if he violated oh. procedures. Mm. It appears that he did. <laughs> it looks like he did, but we'll have to wait and find out. Anna, good morning. It's Bruce. It's Judy. It's Cheese. And in studio with us, oh, it's David Hochberg. Good morning. Blackhawks top five biggest fan for the Blackhawks. Is that fair enough to say? <laughs> I don't want to call you the big fan and then have somebody argue with me. I'd say in the upper 1%. Upper 1%. We're, we're having a slow start. 
So pacing yourselves. Pacing ourselves for a strong finish. Pacing yourselves. Can't have a much slower start. There but, is that. Uh, <laughs> David, we have you in because there's been a lot of things going on in the world of real estate. And so many people out there, uh, their their net worth is tied into their, their real estate. Maybe they've been looking about moving, buying, selling. There's all kinds of things going on. So explain to me how the news yesterday that Zillow... Yeah was getting out of the home buying businesses news because my guess is there's a lot of people out there that didn't know Zillow bought houses. They just thought of it as an app that told you how much your house was worth. Correct, because it was in a limited amount of markets. It was only in 25 markets. They started buying real estate back in 2018 in Phoenix and, and Las Vegas. Why? Because those are two notoriously hot markets. Hot market. Super hot market. You can't go wrong buying in Phoenix in, in, in Nevada in the past five to ten years because it's always been an up market and an up market always corrects any bad trade that you make, right? In, in, in whatever type of trading industry you're in and real estate is a trading industry. So Zillow had always been a place where you could go, I go, check out values, right? If, if Judy called me up and said, hey, my home is worth $300,000. I'm like 123 Maple Lane, somewhere Illinois. I'd click it. I'm like, Judy, I'm sorry to tell you, it's coming in at 80. What's the difference, right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you put on an addition. Upgrades or upgrades something. Upgrades or something. Okay. So it gives me, that's where every mortgage you know, professional, real estate professional typically goes just to check, okay. right? So back in the day, they made hundreds of millions of dollars selling zip codes for leads to both mortgage and real estate professionals. Right. And and it would be a bidding war for, like, I'm in Northbrook, 60062, right? Are you on Northbrook? It's going to cost you $1,500 a month. But you get all the leads for, hmm. you know, you know for the zip code. Or you get 1,000 leads for the zip code because there's millions of people going to that website a day. Looking up, the, it was you know, the home. go-to place, right? And was, putting in the information about their houses, and so then yeah, Zillow yeah. says, "Here's someone who might want to sell." And okay. they're collecting all that data, right? So, so, so it was a great model, right? For mm-hmm. t- years, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars off of revenue, ad revenue that was guaranteed every month. Then what they did was in about 2018, they started their own mortgage company. So there goes all the mortgage professionals. Why are we going to support somebody that's going to be competing with us? Right. Yeah. So boom, there goes all the mortgage dough. And then all of a sudden they started selling real estate. So the, so the real estate industry tells them to go fly a kite. And then they start their own, uh, buy for cash opportunity. Cash offer deal. Cash yeah. offer deal. So if your how does that work? It works like this. If your place is worth two and you want to get out quick, they'll offer you one fifty to one sixty, because maybe it needs a little perfume on the pig. They'll send in a crew to put in some work. And then they've got the data of the of the zip codes that everybody's looking at. So right. they know which zip codes are hot. So they know, okay, hey, somebody passed away, you're having financial challenges. I got a question for you, Hotberg. Yeah. As you explain how Zillow was working. Yeah. Isn't there a conflict of interest in there 100%. somewhere? Uh, are, don't they have a vested interest in either telling you your house is worth less or mm-hmm. telling you it's worth more, whether they're buying or selling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounds to me like you, they've got an algorithm in there that would say, "Okay, here's what we're going to do in yeah, this neighborhood." Yeah, you could. You, I always tell people you go to Zillow, but don't hold. You know, that's just an overall. You know, five thousand foot view of it's your. It's a value. starting. It's point. It's a starting point. Okay. I think it's okay. crap, but it because they can't tell if you did upgrades. They can't tell if you they did. Don't know addition, what the like. But it gives you a good ballpark starting point. Okay. okay? So long story short, two thousand eighteen, they launched this iHome thing where they're making offer cash offers. Right. Challenges only ten percent of their offers were accepted. Fine, but that's still a ton of property. Yeah. property. When you're making thousands of offers, okay. Here's the problem: they were making a fortune. 
when the market was going up. We've been talking about, we've been talking, because because the up market corrects all ills, right? So they were buying them and then flipping them and selling them them right away? Okay. Buying them, putting perfume on the pig, flipping them. Okay. I just want to tell our listeners, too, we are on Facebook Live because everyone loves to see you. Oh, I'm sorry. As I, I well worked out this you. morning and I so didn't have a chance to shower. Go to Facebook.com slash WLS. I look, look, look a lot rough today. But, put uh, some perfume on the pig. Perfume on the pig. <laughs> I got a lot of right guard. So, uh, I can free, smell it from here. Free plug the right guard. Um, so long story short, they started doing this 2018. They started making a ton of money. Why? Because you can't screw that up. Right? You can't screw it up. So what happens? They wrote down $300 million round numbers in, in the second quarter of this year because the, the market's starting to slow. We've been talking about it on Cooling this radio. Cooling off a little, right? A, a correction is pending. Oof. Third quarter, they wrote down over $500 million Oof. worth of inventory. And, and their business model was every home you sell, you should make a profit. Challenges, every home that they were selling, according to the recent story online, they were losing $80,000 a home. They were managing to lose money in this market. <laughs> right. Good so, work. So here, we've been talking about it. I've been coming on this radio station since you, uh, show since you started here, right? Yep. Every single couple of weeks, you invite me on. And we had breakfast, and I told you a correction is coming. You did. Correct? It, about, about eight, nine months ago, At I told least you it was, yes. a tidal wave is coming. You said beginning of this year, you told me. I told you the beginning of this coming year coming up, it's going to start hitting. Yep. And wh- what does this tell you that Zillow's getting out of the real estate market? Because they're losing money hand over fist. And they see a huge correction, and they've got tons of inventory sitting there. Tons of What inventory. does this mean to our, our audience? This means that you should listen to exactly what the hell we've been talking about because all of the foreclosures that couldn't happen due to the forbearance that has now been lifted and has now been taken off of the stops and the stops have been cleared are now going to start funneling through the system. It's going to take six months. What does that mean? Interest rates have ticked up a little bit. All this crap you hear in the two, that's all garbage. Be careful. They're going to charge your origination discount points to get it down. They're going to put you into a 10 or 15-year fixed loan. Okay. They're going to put you into an arm in the twos. That's the game that all these scumbags play. As interest, why was the market so hot? Low interest rates, limited inventory. Yep. That's What's happening now? Higher High interest rates are inching up, which is a, which is reducing the buying power of the pool of buyers. And there's going to be a flood of inventory coming on. So that's going to not going to collapse the market that we saw in 08 through 10, but it's going to put a little blanket on the market to calm it down. Okay. Probably a 10 to 15 percent correction. Are we, yeah, I so talk what are you about saying? Your, the party's over? I, I think the party is starting to wind down, okay. and they're asking people to exit politely. Okay. Tell me about your uh, your event you have coming up. Yeah, re- real quick. Veterans Day 11-11. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. There's next a, Thursday. 11-11 uh, yeah. uh, next Thursday. There's going to be, um, I, I partnered with Access Elevator to give away a stair lift to a mobility-challenged veteran. Okay. You have to be honorably discharged. So if you're a mobility-challenged veteran... Or no, a mobility no yeah. challenge veteran. Access Elevator is giving away a free stair lift. They will install it for you as well. A lot of the veterans out there, I work with a ton of veterans, a long period of time, and the, and the comment is, there's always somebody out there worse than me that needs it. Stop that nonsense. Go to liftingahero.com. 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 Okay. You have until this Saturday, so thank you for allowing me to come on, yeah. to 11.59 p.m. this Saturday to register. Liftingahero.com. If if you if you are the lucky one that gets selected, you will get a stair lift installed, professionally installed by Access Elevator in your home or 
outside your home in order to get you up the stairs. A lot of veterans are trapped in their homes because they can't get out of their stairs. A ramp or something, right? Because they can't walk down the stairs, their wheelchair, whatever it is, to get them to a van or a car or bus, you know, Uh baseball, Uh whatever it is. If if you're a veteran who has mobility challenges, you are honorably discharged. Go to liftingahero.com. If you know of a family member, a friend, family, coworker, or neighbor that is mobility challenged, veteran for Veterans Day, go to liftingahero.com. And thank you for ac- no. to Access Elevator for giving me the opportunity. And thank you for the work you do for veterans. Well, thank you as well. I appreciate it. He's David Hochberg. How can people find you, especially if they heard you tell the Zillow story, they need to get in touch with you? Yeah, and I can tell you, nobody in the mortgage industry or the real estate industry is shedding a tear for the uh, no, e- I didn't think that. executives <laughs> at Zillow. But we feel horrible for the 2,000 individuals that are losing their job because yeah. they shut this entire division down after building their business on the backs of mortgage and real estate professionals, you know, this is what happens. Go to 56david.com. 56david.com, 855-56-DAVID, 855-563-2843. Thanks for having me. Happy Veterans Day. Here, here. So we're getting some of the the hard numbers coming out of the military. Each branch of the military has a different date or uh, deadline set for its servicemen and women to be vaccinated. The numbers are starting to roll out, Judy. Right. So now we know the Air Force, about 8,500 active duty Air Force members have missed that deadline for the COVID-19. Okay, I admit that I probably don't know how many people are in the Air Force. So I said that number first because I want to point out that 97% have been vaccinated. So 3% haven't. Right. And of those, 800 have flatly refused. 5,000 have asked for an exemption. Some sort of an exemption. Awaiting. So it does bring up an interesting question. 326,000. When you talk about the military, specifically, when you join the military, I have never joined the military. Thank you for those that did. But don't you like sign a dotted line somewhere that basically says, you guys get to tell me what to do and when Mm -hmm. to do it. I'm just saying. My life is your life, yeah. That you kind of turn over a hell of a lot of control. And... There is a fundamental issue with members of the military, be they Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Space Force. Oh, that's right. Got to throw that in there now. Um, (laughs) I roll my eyes. How do you treat people who refuse a direct order? Fundamentally, how do you treat people who refuse a direct order? Because what is their... Defense. No, I'm not going to obey you. That's that can't that doesn't fly. You get orders all the time in the military. I'm, I'm assuming many of I, them you didn't like. It's dangerous. Yeah. More dangerous than going to war. I mean, it's I don't know what possibly a mil, a soldier's um, defense could be in this case. I don't want to. That that's fine. Whatever it is. But my point is, when you're in the military, this is not. We're not talking. Don't get to say I don't want to. We're not talking about the garbage man for the city of Chicago. And you're talking about a person in the armed forces who's given a direct order. You're commanding off. If they say get up and run down the street, you Mm -hmm. get in line and run. You know. It is the cold and flu season, and maybe we shouldn't. I'm doing lines from stripes. But you, <laughs> you don't have a choice. That's right. not a, you know what, I don't feel like running today. Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> here's the mission. That looks a little dangerous. Count me out. You don't have that option. Yeah. And, and you gotta, go in knowing that. 
I, it is, I would think you do. It should not come as a surprise. It, it should cannot not be come. a shock. Which I think is why, again, 97% have complied. Have complied. And only 800 out of that entire uh, Air yeah. Force have said no. And I'll tell you right now, dishonorable discharge, possibly you court-martial them. You are refusing a direct order. I don't care what the order was. Unless you argue that it's an illegal order, and no court in the land has upheld this as an illegal order. And now think about that. If you if if the military is your career... And you're you're going to throw it away. You're, you don't get your you get nothing, yeah, right? If you're dishonorably discharged, yeah. that's you get it. Nothing like it. And that is the way they say it. They don't say, you know, you're not going to get anything. They say, get out, nothing. Hey, let's go out to uh, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Hey, good morning, Christine. How are you? Good. How are you? Outstanding. Thank you. Can you tell me the two songs that DJ G scrambled up for us? Well, I hope I'm right, but yep. I think it's Tell Me Lies by Fleetwood Mac and yep. Lies by the Thompson Twins. Lie, lie, lie. Yeah, you got it. It's all lies. Just lies. Because Aaron Rodgers is a liar. Yeah, yeah, why don't they just call the songs Aaron and Rodgers? Yeah. Thank you, Christine. I thought we could, I thought we could call them Joe Biden. There you go. Lies, lies, lies. <laughs> right on. Christine, you are our winner. Congratulations to you. You got yourself a, a pair of tickets to the advanced screening of Belfast. It's going to be uh, kicking off next Tuesday. Looks like an awesome movie, and people going back in theaters. You get there's popcorn yes, involved. Yes. I love that. Congratulations to you, Christine, and have an Thank awesome you. day. All right. Good morning. Uh, happy Thursday to you. We're going to kick off the eight o'clock hour, and we're taking a look at the big stories people are talking about, including a lot of eyes on Kenosha, Wisconsin. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial kicked off yesterday. It will continue today, but yesterday jurors saw a lot of the videos, the video evidence of exactly what happened. Now it's up to the lawyers to discuss why it happened cheese breaking news out of spain the world's best cheese for 21 is quesos y besos from olavida it's a soft goat cheese and that happened at the world cheese awards well that's well you're still my favorite cheese <laughs> thank you well new jersey's governor in case you haven't heard has won re-election in a nail biter in that state and that's a sigh of relief for democrats because republicans had a great election there you go um the heather mack story is it really does play out like something it's like a like a an hbo series like literally it has all of the elements of one of these crazy stories that you see and and it seems like every few hours there's another piece added to the chapter we have to go back to the beginning though 2014 was when Heather Mack and her boyfriend murdered her mother in the in uh, on the island of Bali, the Pacific island of Bali, which sounds at a, lovely. At a beautiful resort. Yeah, well, I, most of them probably are. Mm. Uh, they got crappy resorts in Bali? Oh, I'll stay at one of those anyway, <laughs> right. right? Still in Bali. Um, stuffed her body in a suitcase. They were found out discovered they were arrested they were they were charged they were tried and sentenced convicted and sentenced in indonesia well heather mack got out of the hoose cow she was sentenced to 10 years she got out in seven good behavior possibly i don't know what is an indonesian prison like 
It looked pretty nice. She got to, she, by the way, she was pregnant when that all happened. She gave birth. She got to keep her baby with her for the first two years. Like Indonesian law is moms keep the baby for two years, even if they're in prison. I'm assuming they have like a special ward. They have to, right? Yeah. Mom's ward. Think. Interesting. I mean, different countries approach criminal justice differently. I get it. Some are harsher, some are le- more lenient. That one strikes me as slightly more lenient. Um, but yesterday, she flew home to Chicago, and once she landed at Chicago O'Hare, a whole new round of trouble opened up for her. Right. So um, the government, the federal government, has charged her with conspiracy to commit murder in a foreign country and obstruction of justice. So they didn't, as we suspected, charge her again with murder because she was charged with that in Bali. And However, they were all American citizens. They were in Bali. The feds are saying when she was here in Oak Back Park, in the States originally. Yeah, in the Chicago area, she planned this whole murder. They went to a foreign country to commit that murder. So she comes back to this country, and this country says, now we're going to charge you on that intent. Her attorney, Which, by the way, carries a life sentence. Yeah, it's not a slap on the wrist charge no. by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Her attorney begs to differ. Again, the only legal argument that I've seen against it, a constitutional one, is does it rise to cruel and unusual punishment if you're tried and convicted and sentenced to the same crime twice or, or, or a similar crime? And that that sounds like that may be the argument her attorney is going to make. Mm. As you hear her him saying, she's already been convicted of this crime, even if it is an aspect of it. Uh, we'll see if that holds water. That's what attorneys get, get paid for. But well, and the feds are going to have a lot of uh ammunition too because sure. there's a list of her and her mom over the years having a very uh tense relationship many times where the police were called so there is there's some history yeah, there's they're gonna, backstory right, they're going to build up their case saying this was a, a while Led in the making yeah yeah and it's a crime even if you don't commit the crime as i said the other day when we had uh governor blagojevich on if you plan the crime that's still a crime, right? If you even if you right. don't actually commit it, but you hire the people to do it, you pay the people to do it, but they don't actually kill the person. I mean, it's still a crime. Yeah, but it's a crime to hire somebody to kill somebody, right. even if they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, and yeah. you talk about you. I'm send- assuming like it's a, it's a crime to plan to rob the bank, show up at the bank, get to the teller, and chicken out. You still right. have the intent of robbing the bank. Right. You still have the mask on. You still have the getaway car the and the gun. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody has a mask well, on. Well, the now. mask. Can't even yeah. Tell the yeah they, you could Can't definitely tell the get difference. away with that. But really at the root of this, though, and, and maybe you would say, sadly, I mean, there is a little girl in the midst of all of this, a six-year-old. Her name is Stella. This is Heather Mack's daughter, who was, again, born in jail, spent the first two years of her life in lockup. And the daughter of Heather and her boyfriend, who also is in jail for much longer. Yeah, but um, well, he was deemed, at least by the Indonesian court, it was more at his hand. She assisted him in some right, way, shape, or form. He actually killed her, and she... Uh, so he's serving, like, 18 years or yeah, something. Tommy, I don't know when you get Tommy out from Schaefer. that. But the, the baby is in the middle of this right now, and already there's a fight for custody, Heather Mack's attorney says. And as you heard the attorney say, she has thrown her hat into the ring for custody. I want to believe that all of these people 
who are and they're more involved that are that are in the custody battle over this little girl are doing it for that reason to provide a safe and loving environment for this child because of the sensational aspects of this entire story i'm worried that some of them might be doing this for financial reasons yes well i maybe we we didn't mention yet that stella so at the root of this whole crazy crime is like 1.56 million dollars oh what okay. that heather max stood to to get gained that by the death her of her mother inheritance yeah. yes because her dad died, he left. No, her dad died. He left it all to her. But yeah, while her mom was alive, she did, wasn't going to get it. It was a trust fund, and her sure. mom could still use the money, which was one of the contentious parts of it. Heather had accused her mom several times of you know, allegedly squandering the money. So now she's goes to jail for killing the killing of her mother. She cannot get the benefit from that money. So she, within four years of her sentence, meets with the financial people and says... You know, they all agreed to this plan that Stella is now the beneficiary. Right. So this little girl, basically, her custody comes with mm-hmm. over a million oh, whatever's dollars. Left. Yeah. Uh, whatever's left in mm-hmm. that. So you, you can see how some people see her maybe as a, a bouncing, healthy little six-year-old, yeah. and other people see her as a payday. Yeah. Right? And I hope that they uh, they walk gently through Stay that. all around. Uh, what is legal... But should be illegal. Do you walk through your day, your week, your month, and say, there ought to be a law? There ought to be a law. Well, guess what? We asked, and you have come up with some pretty solid ones. Can I give a shout-out to Mike? We we might need to hire Mike because he's really good. Nice. Mike provides a lot of content to me. Shout-out to Mike. He's my trucker friend. Oh, good, good. Mike said something that should be illegal. Self-checkout aisles without providing a discount for your labor. He goes, when I go through one of those things, I just throw stuff across the scanner. What scans, scans. What doesn't, does it. I am not a trained professional. Perfect. <laughs> Why, if I'm going to do the checking out, shouldn't I get like a 3% break? Employee discount. And I should get an employee discount right? if I do the scanning. Mike, there ought to be a law. That's fantastic. My, there ought to be a law, is uh, people who do not return their shopping carts. Either you don't put it back in the corral, like there's corrals a lot of places, or mm-hmm. you take it up to the curb where you got it or something. If you leave your shopping cart in and around a parking lot, blocking a parking spot, the punishment should be <laughs> you can never use a shopping cart again. <laughs> that somehow there's like biometrics. I don't know how that works. Facial recognition. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. when you go and up to touch the cart, you get a shock. There you go. And you can never <laughs> use a cart again. You can shop there, but you can only shop for what you can carry in your own arms. Now, I Wait, put that staying out. on that same vein. How about when you go to Costco or Sam's and they check your receipt? On your way out the door. You just paid. You just yeah. got the receipt. You're walking out the door. And that now they... I don't know who they don't trust. And they me go, or the person yeah. who checked out. They used to oh, go yeah. like this. One, two, three. They count the number of items. Now they scan. They scan like half the items. I I'm like, I just scan these. Come up with a better ah. solution. By the way, my, uh, I, got a, uh, uh, I got a tweet on my shopping cart issue from tweeting at Stress and Strain. Yeah. Got some issues. Yeah, right. He says, I'm ready for my local Costco to po- post snipers on the roof to take out shopping cart non-returners 
but I'll acknowledge your suggestion is reasonable. So he, he likes snipers on the rooftop at the Costco for people that don't bring their, their shopping carts back. What else out there? What What is not illegal but should be? Man buns. Oh, I like man I know, buns. I, I'm not going to let you, you of all people, Miranda, <laughs> to criminalize hairstyles. No, I'm with her on this. Yeah. I'm man with bu- her on this. No. Man buns are different. All right, my boyfriend has a man bun right now. No. It's the Your ugliest. own boyfriend has one. It's the ugliest thing in the Cut world. It Cut it off when he sleeps. Oh, yeah. I, I told him, if he doesn't get it done by, in two weeks, Thanksgiving, done. Nice. It's, off. it's, a, it's stupid. <laughs> I will And then help the you buns do don't even look nice. They're all t- thrown up together, and they look like a weird U shape. Okay. They're dumb. But see, They're your dumb. objection to that makes me think you want a man bun, Bruce. No, I just don't <laughs> want someone to, to tell me what my hairstyles oh, okay. can be. Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah, I don't want I don't want I don't say I like a man bun. Don't okay, get me wrong. Yeah. You Nobody start with does. the man buns and then what's next? <laughs> exactly. Right? Next All of a sudden you can't frost your tips. What's I'm, next? I'm gonna you know say what? he's gonna dye his hair next. I don't want that. A man purse. Oh. Man bun, man purse. Merce. A merce. Merce. Yeah. <laughs> That's unacceptable. Well, since you had trucker, yes. your trucker Mike friend, I'm, trucker Mike. I had a trucker, uh, a, a truck one that I have, but I won't use it just because trucker Mike's out there. Uh oh. Um, it's in the same vein as shopping carts. Okay. You're walking down the aisle. Walking down the aisle. My lady in business. front of you stops with her cart on the right side of the aisle. Right on the she proper stands, side. You're, you're driving on the right side of the lane. Right? She stops right there and yeah. stands next to her cart in the left side. Blocks the whole thing. The whole aisle. So you're the, and, and they're oblivious who to are other you people. people. And I'm like. So then I stand there for about a minute, and then I just push her cart out of the way with mine. <laughs> That's passive aggressive. Right? Because like this that. is even worse. They just leave their cart in the middle of the aisle, and then, oh, like they forgot something, and they go back all the way down. <laughs> I'm like, you can leave your cart here? I, well, that I gets take into stuff people that drive the wrong and put way it in mine. Ooh, on the yeah. aisle. There's oh, a wrong yes. way to drive down. What? what? I'm no. like, what no, are no, you, no, Australian? No, 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 no. Come on. We drive down the right. Come on. No, stay you to the can right. go back to an aisle if you forgot something with your cart. That's acceptable. Yeah, but you stay to the right. right side. You don't I drive do the wrong not, way down the aisle. Maybe I do it unconsciously, but I don't consciously do no, that. I don't drive do down the wrong way. I don't drive down. Oh, I, that is hilarious. Yeah, I don't go downstairs the wrong way. You stay on the right side <laughs> when you're going down the stairs. Yeah. There's a there's a way. We There is an order to this society. Oh. Yeah, I can do what I want when I'm at the supermarket. Hey, John in Plainfield. Hey, how you doing? Good yeah. morning. First off, what ought to be a law? Well, there ought to be a limit on number of political commercials oh. around election time. It's amazing, isn't it? You could sit there for like six minutes and see nothing but commercials for candidates, propositions, etc. It's never ending. Endorsed by, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, all that stuff. Yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. There ought to be a limit and a, a law for the amount of political commercials contained inside uh, uh, one stop set or inside a commercial break. I'm I'm all for that because yeah. it can be overwhelming, and they're all competing against each other. They all basically are saying the opposite of one another. It's ridiculous. All yeah. right, screw trucker Mike. Uh-oh. It's a yeah. two-lane road. Two-lane road. It should not be two big, big rigs next to each other. Ah. Blocking the road. Blocking the whole road. I think Mike would agree with on that. Yeah. That Mike, most truckers would. Good. Now, I will tell you, okay. having driven a truck myself, sometimes when you're following, a, I'm following a truck, I'm coming up, and I'm quicker. I pull out to go around. I can't pass them as fast as a car passes them. With my foot on the floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can only kind of creep by him. 
and then pull back over. But if they're just driving side by side, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocking and also it. remember, if you're going to pass someone, don't then slow down in front of them. <laughs> that would be a law. You're going to pass. You be better be going fast. That to be a law. Yeah. That to be a law. That to be a law. Yes. <laughs> but people that pass you, pull in front of you, slow down and turn right. I'm all for summary executions. Oh, Absolutely. Just right. Right. Even worse, yeah. turn left. Executions on the oh. side of With the road. With their right blinker on. It's amazing. We've just gotten into this lucrative field called podcast. You may have heard about it. <laughs> uh, we're one of the few out there where this show lives on, on the interwebs, and you can subscribe to it. I know, I'm looking at your eyes. And uh, listen back uh, and listen whenever you want. So uh, we do podcasts. It's available at WSAM.com or wherever fine and mediocre podcasts are found. Veterans Day is a week from today, next Thursday. I think it's always important. You know, you're going to get these things. Veterans Day, Memorial Day, two different things. Yep. Remember, we had this discussion on Memorial Day. What's the to that? And Veterans Day. And, you know, a lot of people talk about... Um, supporting veterans, uh, thanking uh, veterans, but you know what? When push comes to shove, what are you what are you doing for them? How are you helping those veterans? What can you do to reach out and really show the appreciation you have for the men and women who, for decades now, have served our country, have defended our freedoms, and can continue to do so? All right. Well, here's a great way to get about that. Joining us right now, he is the mayor of the village of Hillside, Joseph Tamburino. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Excellent to have you with us. So you guys are getting a little bit of a head start on Veterans Day. Tell me what's going on in Hillside this weekend. Well, we have a a Veterans Day parade. Actually, it's our 19th year of having a Veterans Day parade where we get our veterans together, and many of them are quite elderly and can't do the the walking anymore, so we rent trolleys, and they ride in their trolleys with their banners on the side. And um, we we have a a grand marshal every year who is a veteran. We've uh, gone through most of our, or if not all of our, World War II veterans to be grand marshals. Now we're Working on, and we've worked on Korean War veterans. Mm. Now we're working on Vietnam veterans. You you still have some World War II veterans in your community? We do. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah. The stories they could yeah. tell, yeah. right? And are these yeah. just it, veterans it, from your community, or are they from yeah. every all over? No, it, it, they they are from our community. Although we do invite all of the different VFWs and, and Legion organizations in the area to uh, to join us but most of it is all within hillside we have a lot of people that are involved in various different phases of helping veterans mm-hmm. we ourselves do a lot more i have a we we sponsor from the village of hillside a free cab service for our veterans so that if they need to get the Heinz or jesse brown or one of the va hospitals they they don't have to worry about oh, wow. driving and parking we take them free we have a free cab that'll take them. We'll take them shopping wherever they need to go to get out and get around. Well, that's mean, something some great you, are, in your community where you, you know, you're really showing. Again, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Show show me you're doing something, and you're doing that in Hillside. It, yeah, absolutely. Last night, for example, was our annual Veterans Day dinner for all our veterans in town. 
with their guests, uh, wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be, boyfriend. Um, we have a sit-down dinner where we honor them and uh, thank them for their service. And, uh, you know, it works out pretty good. Uh, we had uh, folks from Heinz VA Hospital over there. Um, we had the new uh, Cook County uh, Chairman of uh, Veterans Affairs was was present. Um, you know, it turned out good. We had over 200 people at our dinner last night. So you're like, a, you know, the shining star for other communities. How to add <laughs> yeah. But I'm just wondering why. Why is Hillside so involved with veterans? Is it because you have a lot of veterans who live there? I am a Vietnam veteran. Oh, nice. Um, uh, and I Thank you, sir. get all my my medical care through through Heinz. Um, I do have a, a disability from Vietnam, um, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that exactly what you said earlier. We we sat back and said, uh, my dear friend who has since passed away was my village clerk, my uh, Pat O'Sullivan, who who uh, uh, was a veteran of World War II, a D-Day member. We decided we had no veterans memorial in town. We got together. We built one. Mm. Um, and we decided, let's go to the next step. Now that we've got this memorial, let's create the parade. And that's, that's what we did. Um, and we're, we're, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we need to get out there and say something, do something, and show something that's important uh, to our veterans. He's Mayor Joseph Tamburino of, of Hillside, and you mentioned you're a veteran yourself, so, you know, this is uh, personal for you as as well as something for your community. You talked about health care, and I can only imagine, you know, the, the, what a lot of the vets are going through. What are the other challenges uh, that you, you are seeing personally or in your community? How can people support veterans better? Well, it, you know, some of the challenges are you know, a lot of these folks are, are much older, um, you know, and, and they aren't up on all the new technologies. So we, you know, have them, if they come into the village hall, or we'll go to them. We'll help them get them signed up for the Smart 911 program. So, uh, you know, if our paramedics show up or anywhere they're at, their information is logged into a system. So they have it. They're next to kin's. Um, you know, we, we want to, you know, you really need to take a look at what their individual situation is and if they need help in any specific area. So not like a broad brush, really. I mean, everyone has their own specific maybe needs or wants or, you know, support. Yeah, and uh, you got to remember, too, a lot of these folks are very proud people. Mm -hmm. And they're not ready to step up and say, hey, I need help. But, yeah. you know, we, we've done vaccination clinics in town. We just, two weeks ago, we just did our booster shot for all our seniors. Um, got that taken care of. Um, you know, when Heinz puts out the word that um, uh, they're giving their vaccination shots out, we got on the phone and started calling veterans to make sure that they knew, just call this number, make their appointment, and if they need a ride over there, we got the cab program to take them. Yeah, keep, you're reaching out and, and yeah. offering that, that help. For you them. keep mentioning yeah. Heinz, and uh, I, I spent a couple of days at Heinz in the, in, the, the VA, in, the, in the veteran section where they have the veterans staying, yeah. and he says proud people. I, I saw men that 
in a wheelchair, wearing his beret. Sure. Look proud. And I heard some of the most amazing stories. If you want to like hear some amazing stories from vets, go to Heinz and go over there and talk to some of these guys. I talked to a guy who was first off the boat in Normandy. Oh, my. Like That day, and he had his beret on, and he was sitting there, and it, some amazing stories those guys Or you can tell. go to the 19th Annual Veterans Day Parade in yeah. Hillsdale. How's that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Come on out. It's enjoyable. It's fun. We have a lot of um, Chicago High School's ROTC programs are part of our parade, um, local groups and organizations. It's just, it's really a good day, and people come out and really support it very much. So, And when is that and where? It's 1 o'clock Saturday, mm-hmm. and it starts right by the Village Hall and goes down our main business district on Butterfield Road to Wolf Road to Washington past our memorial in hillside and, wow that's fantastic in, in hillside and you're getting the head start you know get, be the first if you will it's like it's like primaries yeah. good job you guys are in there thank you very much <laughs> well, mayor my pleasure have a wonderful day he's the mayor of hillside joseph tamborino again their veterans day parade this saturday in hillside one o'clock nice. getting a good start on that veterans day next thursday we're going to be talking a lot about some of the different issues that vets are facing and some of the different ways that you can help that you can support them yeah. and and do more than just say thank you because they deserve that mm-hmm. they also deserve a lot more and a good morning it's bruce it's judy it's cheese on your almost friday it's gonna be a little chilly out there today don't get me wrong but don't worry we're gonna turn a corner very soon it's gonna warm back up yes thank you i will take it um so i recently did something and i had i had never done this before i got one of these DNA tests and I didn't do it for to find relatives or anything I did it because my doctor uses that to look for genetic markers that they can then use to screen you for potential illnesses uh and they gave me I actually have it on an app I have a um like a probability, for lack of better terms. They come up with a mathematical formula of are you more likely, less likely to get this type of cancer, for example, or whatnot. You have diabetes. Thank you. Yes. So I I did that because my doctor said to do it, and I said, all right, you know, I'd always wanted it to come as a complete surprise, but, but you know what came out of it? I'm I'm less than likely in all of the categories. I'm not in a high risk in anywhere genetically. Genetically. That doesn't mean no. It just right. means genetically. But now there might even be a blood test that can find out even more. This is really crazy. Um, a new blood test uh, developed by the Mayo Clinic reportedly able to spot more than 50 different types of cancer early and where it is in the body. It's called Gallery. It's the new multi-cancer early detection test. Um, again, at the Mayo Clinic. Now, at first I'm like all excited. Oh my gosh, this is, now I think they can test for maybe five different ones. Okay. And it's hard, as I can attest to, having had cancer, right. breast cancer, it's just not easy. It's sometimes you, it's like they have to look at it because in my case, they opened me up, they looked, and then they said, oh, what's that? Ugh. That's how scary that is when that I is think scary. back. And so, like, the mammogram didn't pick it up, and no one else picked it up, but the, the guy who just went in, you know, the surgeon, and saw something that looked weird. 
And then it went on from there. But you got to so believe like how... technology and science are moving forward, at, at, whether it's DNA, blood, right. whatever it I'm is. I'm talking that was 10 years ago. Right. I think since then it's it's exploded. This, to me, seems like a life changing. But we're getting rel- relatively close to the minute your baby is born. You can do tests and you can find out everything what this baby is going to be uh, subject to uh, have a propensity towards. And the question is, then, well, then how much do you change? How much lifestyle do you change? How, how you know what I'm saying? What do you do about it? Right. It's interesting because when you started this topic by saying you did that, I don't really want to know that. Having had breast cancer, I don't really want to know because I'm kind of I'm afraid to know. Mm -hmm. I even do that sometimes when they order these these tests for me. Sometimes I'm like, "Eh, do I need that full body test? Because I'm afraid of what they're going to find. So there is that. Yeah, but now this this test, this blood test, could be crazy good. However, it's not covered by insurance. It cost about a thousand dollars. But you can order it now. Your health provider can get it. And it seems to me that this is, I wonder if they have something like this already in Europe. Because I always look to Europe first. They, when they, something like this comes out, Europe just, they're like, we want it and we're going to get it. And they give it to them. Everyone gets it. So I think we'll hear a lot more about this. I just, and I hope yeah. it's as good as it seems. And again, I did the blood and biomarkers. I yeah. did the DNA version of it. And I mean, I've got things like. Bone health, your heart, kidney, liver, metabolism, minerals, thyroid, everything in here with a a genetic look at these things, which um, I have a genetic predisposition to high blood pressure. Ah, It's genetic. Runs in the family, family, if you will. But thankfully, I have a low genetic propensity to things like stroke and heart disease. So wow. I'm on the I'm on the lower side yeah. of that. that so is and again, isn't but now I you know my doctor said I didn't have to do anything specifically because of this because I wasn't off the chart in any of these these um yeah, indicators. Yeah, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the doctor. You Without should still get right. No, I wasn't I'm not, yeah, I'm not advocating yeah. that. I'm just saying but for, I would have had to make maybe some changes just God. saying, you know what? You have a Seven times greater risk of having a stroke. Here's the things you yeah, would start doing. That's would you really want to know all that? Would you want to know it? And would you change well, I, your life? Probably. You know what I mean? As long as it didn't say you were going to die in a year. But here's the problem. And I say yes. So many things that negatively impact your health. All of you. All of you. Is related to weight and diet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something you could you could address this second. And do you? So, yeah. You know, so it even if I look summer at it and go, or winter, it depends whether it's summer <laughs> or winter. There you go. Well, tell you what, you after that, you might need to have your, your faith in humanity restored. Don't worry, Judy says she can do it for you now. So, a great grandmother in the UK recently had three sweet little goblins arrive at her door, and they gave her the best Halloween of her life. When Jesse, Olivia, and Walter knocked on the Newcastle door of 86-year-old Brenda Burden, she said with regret that she didn't have any treats to give them. The children responded, it's okay, because sometimes making people happy and getting a nice big smile is reward enough. They went to a local shop. They bought some chocolates, a card, a pack of muffins, and even a $10 note, which they bought uh, to her the very next day. The kids addressed their card to the kind lady. Alongside doodles of pumpkins and smiley faces, they wrote, Thank you for being so kind. Hope your life gets better as you go on. 
Because, as we all know, kindness matters. Wow. Here, here. Thanks for restoring faith in humanity this morning. Outstanding job. Hey, also, special shout out to uh, MGN, the posse over there. They work in Mission Control. They hit all the buttons and they make things happen. We've got our infant producer, Miranda. She's on the other side of the double pane bulletproof class. We've got DJ Cheese working the ones and twos all morning long. And Nick Gale. He's sticking around. Don't you dare worry. He's got the news, the traffic, the weather, the information, everything you need to know. To make it through your Thursday, well, better informed, dare I say. Yeah, Nick's got that for you. And it's all coming up next right here on 890 WLS.